Shameless Media. This episode of Everybody Has a Secret is brought to you by the newest member of the Garnier Fructus hair food family, Glossy Pineapple, designed to nourish and bring shine to dull hair. wondered if someone's having an affair, if their money is a little suspicious, or if the rumours about their family are true. We think everybody is carrying around a secret, and this show, well, it's all about spilling them. Welcome to this very exciting bonus episode of Everybody Has a Secret. My name is Annabelle Lee. I am your host and ultimate secret sharer. Producer Eilish Gilligan is, as always, on my left. Hello, Eilish. Hi. Hello, and opposite me today is my co-host, who could it be but Louis Hanson. Hello, Louis. Back once again. We're here. We're here. You were saying, what episode is it? What count are we at right now of Eps featuring Louis Hanson? Like nine, ten? Nine, ten. Yeah. Look, they're rolling by at this point, but I'm loving it. You can't get rid of me. You're loving that we love having you here. Now, you guys at home may be wondering why we are here dropping a bonus episode today in between seasons. Well, it is because you're always asking us But what happened next? Did they take your advice? Did they hate your advice? Today, we figured it was time to check back in with three of our most popular secrets for any juicy updates. Before we get into things, Louie, given this episode is all about what happened next, what's been happening with you since you were here last? I'm about to head Mm. off to Europe. I'm so excited for a month. And I actually, okay, I don't know if you ever do this. I've never done this before, but hear me out. (laughs) Before you go to a new place, have you ever gone on a hinge but, like, (laughs) proactively set your location to that place to reel in some hotties before you get there? Have you ever done that? I certainly have. But I'm a bit of a scaredy cat, so I've never actually, like, followed through in a new spot. I've done it just to suss because I'm a curious cat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a scared, curious cat. (laughs) Curious. I did that last night and I, I told myself I wouldn't tell anyone, but as soon as you get a mic in front of my mouth, <laughs> truth serum is poured. Now you've told thousands of people. Well, hopefully thousands listen. <laughs> so everyone listening, during my month on this European vacation, I need to find a European husband, okay? So I'm starting in Paris. Mm. I need me a French boo. I have hope for you. <laughs> Unintentional rhyme. <laughs> I hope so. It's a hot gal summer for Louis Hansen. You are going with your family, but hey, he can't be held back. Exactly. When they all go to bed, I will just (laughs) frolic along and do my thing. (laughs) I too am about to go away and my sister, I'm going with my sister, her daughter, my little niece. And she was like, yes, you're going away with family. You're going away with a child, but don't be held back by us. After like 9 p.m., feel free to head out, do your thing. And I was like, oh, you're a sweetie, aren't you? And yes, I will be taking that up. Both traveling with our nieces. Which will be an experience. I'm excited. Let's now check in with the people we've spoken to on this show. Let's get into it. I will firstly, though, quickly explain exactly how the next bit is going to go. So we've got a firm structure because your gal likes organisation. So firstly, for context, Eilish will read out the original secret and edit a down version for pacing because those secrets can be quite chonky. Louis, I will then give you a brief rundown of the conclusions co-host Gemma and I came to 
You and I, Louis, will then predict what happened next before finally Eilish will read out the update for us. I haven't heard these updates, so I'm very excited to hear them on mic. I'm quivering. I'm like literally shaking. Literally. (laughs) I was saying before we started recording that I'm a sucker for a reunion special. Yeah. And so it's just a pleasure to be here to dive into the old secrets and to just see how they've progressed because we all love a follow-up. We do. This is like the reunion episode of all reunion eps because we're catching up with Louie Hansen. We're catching up with our old secret pals. It's all happening. The first secret, Louie, we are revisiting is the one we opened season three with called The Brother. Eilish, are you ready to read out that original secret? I am so ready. Please direct your attention to the envelopes in front of you. Get <laughs> fucked. <this is> <laughs> This is I love, amazing. I love how you're like, get fucked, but every episode we get you to open an envelope and every episode you're like, oh my God, an envelope. <laughs> <laughs> the fear of the envelope. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This secret comes from Zoe. I've been with my boyfriend Xavier for six years, but we go back way before that. I did surf lifesaving with Xavier and his older brother Mitch when I was 15 and we all got along really well. Xavier and Mitch have always been polar opposites. Mitch is the older, more outgoing brother. Xavier is the younger, quieter, studious brother. If they didn't look so alike, you'd genuinely have no idea they were related. A few months before Xavier and I were involved, I actually made out with Mitch at a New Year's Eve party, but neither of us made much of it. I always knew Mitch was a bit of a fuckboy, and so I never let myself catch feelings out of self-protection. Soon after, Xavier and I realised that there was something more between us and have been together ever since. We're now 22 and are pretty happy as boyfriend and girlfriend. Only, and please don't hate me for this, I am 100% sure I am more in love with Mitch. I feel completely fucking horrible for even typing that, but it's true. I've spent six years of my life with the wrong brother. I do not fantasise about my boyfriend, not even a little bit. I fantasize about his brother. My heart kind of aches just thinking about it. Xavier and Mitch both live at home, which means that despite my best efforts, I am constantly in Mitch's company. It's impossible to escape him. Recently, Mitch was diagnosed with cancer. He's going to be okay, but I think it contributed to my growing feelings for him. And I swear he feels it too. The other day, he said my laugh made him happy and I almost melted into the floor. This is, by the way, whoa, whoa, whoa we're back. <laughs> we're back. It's also We are so wild. back. <laughs> I have forgotten so many details about this yeah. secret. It's like, I was there. What the hell? That's the gem of these secrets. Yeah. I have the memory of a goldfish. Literally. So I love discovering these stories once more. <laughs> but then I remember he's my boyfriend's brother. I feel disgusted by myself every single day. Their mum, Janine, is one of my favourite people and she has told me I'm like the daughter she never had. If I broke up with Xavier only to pursue Mitch, she would die. How would that even work? The insane thing is, being loved by Mitch would make it all worth it. Have I lost the plot? How would any of this work? How do you sit your boyfriend down and inform him that you're leaving him for a shot with his hotter, older brother? 
Whoa, 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 whoa. That is some fucked up shit. That <laughs> is fucked up. It's amazing in a fucked up way. I am now going to tell you what Gemma and I came to the conclusion about at the end of that secret. So Gemma initially suggested Zoe should escape to Mexico so that she never has to see Mitch and Xavier again. Funnily enough, our final conclusion came pretty close to that. Zoe may love Mitch, but by blindly following this feeling of love or lust, she's hurting Xavier and she's breaking up a family and it shouldn't be that complicated. And I kept saying, I remember I kept saying, there are plenty of other fish in the sea. You can find this kind of love elsewhere. And I do think that that is true. Any predictions on what this update is going to be? Because I'm in a mood today. I've, I've just sipped my first coffee and... Let's be honest. This is the show called Everybody Has a Secret. Mm. I want some chaos. Yep. So I'm imagining that Zoe has pursued older brother Mitch and taken the chance. I think she has too. Wow. Also because I'm currently re-watching The Summer I Turned Pretty. That is essentially about a gal in love with two brothers. And she really, really feels like she should end up with the older brother, the one that she feels this like, deep connection to. So it's like fresh in my mind and I feel like maybe Zoe might do a similar thing. Have either of you gotten with brothers? <laughs> no, you're, you're, I feel like you're asking this. Like you have. <laughs> Has anyone else here? (laughs) Not yet. Neither. (laughs) Just me? (laughs) Do you want to know what happened? Yes. So Annabelle's like... Annabelle's standing in front of the whiteboard trying to piece together what's happening. Okay, here's what happened. Hi, Annabelle, Eilish and Louis. I won't lie. Listening to your episode was brutal. I'm so sorry. But I get it. My feelings for my partner's brother are ugly. I do feel so much shame and regret even now that my feelings and thoughts ever got to that level. I really appreciate your advice overall and it gave me a lot to think about. I know you told me to basically escape to Mexico and get out of both of their lives. (laughs) But I feel like that wasn't entirely realistic. (laughs) Yeah, sure. And she's like, I'm writing to you from Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) On the beaches. (laughs) Xavier and I just celebrated our seven-year anniversary. We've grown up together. And even though I have feelings for Mitch, we still love each other and there's a lot of good stuff here. A couple of months passed between me sending you my dilemma and the episode airing, and it was kind of funny to hear my own dilemma read back to me. Only eight weeks had gone by but my feelings had already kind of died down when I heard it all back. The biggest relief was when I stopped visualising Mitch during sex and when the fantasies died down. (laughs) I don't know why we both tried to hold that in. (laughs) When you said sex, Louie and I looked at each other and I was just like, do we laugh, do we not laugh? (laughs) What is happening? What is happening? Sorry, Zoe, sorry, Zoe. Sorry, Zoe, I didn't know you were doing that. Sorry, Zoe. When the fantasies died down, because it helped me see the forest through the trees, if that makes sense. It was really weird to hear myself describe Mitch as the hotter one in particular. I don't even believe that. So it was a pretty strange exercise in seeing how much and how quickly your feelings can change. So I didn't take your advice. I'm still with Xavier and we're moving out together in a couple of weeks. Mitch has also moved out of the family home. 
He got through cancer treatment and is actually planning on moving to London to live with friends later in the year. That is so slay, Mitch. That is an incredible thing to do. This whole experience has been pretty confronting. But I also want to be gentle with myself because I know it's normal to have crushes in relationships and people shouldn't feel shame for that. You can't control who you fall for. And for a very brief time, I loved my partner's brother. But I never stopped loving Xavier and I will always remind myself of that whenever I feel guilty, which is all the time, by the way. We are together and happy and I'm content with how everything went. Thanks for your show. I genuinely love your other episodes. It was definitely tough love. Hearing my own voice and problems back and getting the honest advice a friend wouldn't feel confident enough to give. Okay. Zoe. Zoe. Our queen. I feel like we maybe went dramatic with our update predictions. We thought she (laughs) would end up with Mitch. That was dramatic. We did. It turns out Zoe went realistic because I will say the advice we gave in the original episode was Gemma and I looking at the situation through like a really objective lens as someone who doesn't have any sort of relationship with Zoe or like Mm. friendship or anything. But I think the way Zoe ended up in this scenario is kind of realistic. Like if I had a friend in this situation and this is how the story eventuated, I would be like, go on then. Yeah, sure. Mm. You love Xavier and that love seems to be pretty strong. And maybe Mitch was just a little hiccup. It's also like she's put a lot of time and effort and work into her relationship with Xavier. So I can kind of appreciate the way that she's viewing this with a lot of nuance and a lot of like, hey, maybe I shouldn't just throw this all away because of a crush that I haven't acted on and no one's expressed except for me privately, you know? And it was tricky. Like Mitch had been diagnosed with cancer. There were, as we said in the original episode, a lot of layers and she's worked through those with incredible maturity, I think. It's, It's hard. I'm saying like, Zoe, I believe you. I believe that now you are at this place and you've made this decision. I'm also just fascinated how someone can do such a quick 180. I'm just thinking about like the original letter was so absolute. Mm. We're seeing phrases like I'm 100% more in love with the other brother. Mm. Not 99%. Yeah. Sure. I'm 100% more in love. I'm curious. I'm not saying that she is fabricating this, Mm. but I would love to have more chats with her to be like, how were you able to turn those feelings off so quickly if these feelings were so absolute Mm. in a matter of eight weeks, you've just been able to shut them off? Yeah, I do agree with you. She was saying that she also still did have this like really solid, gentle love with Xavier. It wasn't like she was fully in love with Mitch and was with Xavier, like just for the shits and gigs. Like she was like, I love them both. But maybe what I was getting from the original secret was that her love for Mitch felt stronger because it was like the unknown. Mm. Whereas she Mm. had this strong relationship with Xavier already and she wasn't really, like she was second guessing, obviously, because she was in love with her boyfriend's brother, but she wasn't really second guessing like the quality of her relationship with Xavier Mm. in a sense. I agree. It's a lot... And her emotions have changed drastically. But Zoe, I don't know you very well, but I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. I would just love to have a coffee with you and be like, (laughs) how were you able to turn these feelings off? Yeah. Because as a Scorpio who feels (laughs) and struggles to shut off emotion, I'm fascinated by it. Do you think or have you ever been in a situation where you've had such intense feelings towards someone and then they've turned off quickly? I have never experienced that before, but I don't doubt there are people out there who have. Maybe I am also, my response to this update is also a little bit swayed by the fact that Zoe said just now in her update that she thought we went pretty hard. 
Mm. And so maybe now I'm like, you know what, Zoe? (laughs) (laughs) You go do your thing. Annabelle, you need to think about it this way. Okay, (laughs) Okay, tell me, please. (laughs) Most of the time we do need to give tough love. Yeah. It is weird, though, to kind of realise that there are humans behind these letters who listen (laughs) and and have responses to what we say. It is weird. Zoe being like, I love every other episode that you did. (laughs) What you did on me. I think if I was, again, to be objective about this update, I would probably then say, after your pep talk, Louise, <laughs> I got you. The, the huge crush on Mitch and the love she had for Mitch was probably a sign still that something was lacking, like we've been saying, in her relationship with Xavier. Does that mean that I don't think her relationship with Xavier will last the long haul? No, I think there's also probably a chance that it can last and it very well might. But this update doesn't necessarily change much for me. Mm. You'd still think that perhaps she should explore other options in terms of relationships? I think that she should, if she's feeling this level of certainty about her relationship with Xavier now, lean into it. Mm. I'm loving this certainty and I think, sure. Like, this could work if you put your all into it. My worry is that she did have that moment, that lapse. I worry that that might then maybe happen again in the future, if not with Mitch, with somebody else. But again, this is just me being maybe a pessimist. I do think this relationship does have the chance to survive, though. Yeah, I definitely, I experienced a similar feeling when we finished the response. I kind of felt like, oh, okay, so like, all oh, things are good. Oh. Yeah. As I said, uh, you know, maybe I'm just in a dramatic mood or I was pining after that notebook moment of being like, fuck it, I'm going to like haul my life and follow my heart and I'll, I'm going to be with Mitch. But hey, I guess life doesn't work that way all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And probably a good thing then that Mitch is going overseas and going mm. to London. Mm. Yeah. Nothing shuts down emotions for me like not being in the same vicinity. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Who's Mitch? I haven't seen that guy in ages. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is because no one in this room has experienced that flippant emotion like Zoe has yeah. so quickly because that's why I didn't really predict it coming. But let us know, guys. We will do some sort of thing on our Instagram or send us a message in our DMs. Have you guys ever experienced something like this that has happened with Zoe? Feeling so adamantly about one thing in a relationship and then all of a sudden it kind of just flops and you're like, oh, that was a moment, but we've moved past it. Yeah. And just thank you for being so open and vulnerable with us. Like, I think I can speak for all of us when I say that we really root for Zoe and Xavier. And I think it's a tough decision to make and a tough predicament to be in. But it's kind of incredible for her to be like, you know what? No, I am going to stick to my partner and... I just wish them the best. Yeah, and we we root for love at the end of the day. We do. We just want everyone to be happy. Yeah, and Zoe is happy, so we are happy. Guys, it's time to check in with our next secret. But before we do that, let's hear a word from today's sponsor. A good hair day can turn your day around, but it can be challenging to find products that will reliably give you those fresh hair feels. Luckily, our friends at Garnier have got us covered with their Fructus Hair Food Family range. Garnier are excited to release a brand new flavour, Glossy Pineapple, which, if I'm honest, sounds delicious and is available as a shampoo, conditioner and a three-in-one treatment. All three products have been created from 97% natural origin ingredients and are blended with pineapple, which provides a shine to dull hair and leaves your hair smelling amazing. 
A personal fave of mine in this new range is the 3-in-1 treatment, which acts as a conditioner, rinse-out hair mask, or leave-in mask. It provides four times more shine and helps you achieve two times fewer split ends, which is perfect for gals like me who love styling my hair. If you're in need of a new hair care regimen to nourish your locks and leave them smelling and feeling fresh, then check out the Garnier website to find out more about the Glossy Pineapple Hair Food range. Thank you so much to Garnier for making this episode of Everybody Has a Secret possible. So it is time to head back to our episode called The Love Square. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. So here's an abridged version of that original secret. Claire wrote to us. Last year, I was happy and in love with my boyfriend of six years, Stephen. Things weren't perfect, but we were still happy. We were living a great life together and had a really good group of people around us too. Two of our favourite people were our best couple friends, Ella and Joel. Joel and Stephen had been best mates for years, long before I even met him, and Ella was Joel's much younger but really lovely girlfriend. We all spent so much time together. Ella felt like a little sister to me. Stephen and Ella work in the same industry, marketing, and so when an entry-level job opportunity came up at Stephen's work, he knew she'd be perfect for it. Ella is nine years younger than Stephen, so it was kind of a mentor-mentee situation. Or so I thought. I noticed Stephen and Ella were getting along extremely well, despite Steve assuring me that she was too young for him to ever consider her romantically. Around this time, I also learned that Ella was complaining that her boyfriend Joel didn't really take an interest in her career or dreams for the future. So Ella and Joel broke up. Within a week, Stephen confessed that he had romantic feelings for Ella, feelings that were reciprocated on her end, and that he needed time apart to sort his head out. He told me that he wanted to make our relationship work and that I was his priority still, no matter what. I told him he could have some space, but there was no guarantee I was going to wait around or be someone's second choice. Three weeks after we broke up, Ella and Stephen moved in together. Yes, you read that right. They weren't just together, they were living together. Y'all lead like <laughs> wild lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was six months ago. I was shell-shocked, heartbroken, sick with grief for my relationship with Steve. Last week, Stephen asked me to meet for coffee. Nah, Steve. <laughs> Steve, no. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> There, he told me that he had made the wrong decision. He said he lost his mind and blew his life up and that he is brimming with regret. I haven't told anyone about this yet, but am I crazy for thinking that we could make this work? Should I reject him? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Or give him another chance? No. <laughs> we felt the same, Louis, in the original episode. Gemma and I despised Steve. We advised Claire not to get back together with him or at least if Claire really was thinking that Steve was the one because she was saying, he's my first love and I always thought we'd be forever. What if he is the one? We advised her to maybe date around a bit to give herself some time and space away from the mess and if she still wants to revisit her feelings for Steve after some time, 
in the big pond with the other fish, then sure, maybe go back to Steve, maybe. But we reckon that there's every chance the pain of being apart from him will probably dissipate once she's tried to meet new people. Good advice. Yes. Well done. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was a strong episode, <laughs> if I do say so strong myself. Strong episode. As for updates, I think, I mean, based on how the last secret went, I reckon Claire met up with Steve and I reckon they're back together. <laughs> I think so too, but I'm going to plus one and say that they're having a baby. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Congratulations, Claire. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm saying they're having a baby. Actually, actually. <laughs> I recount what I just said. A baby is going to be involved. So hear me out. Stephen is either having a baby with Ella or a baby with Claire. Either way, <laughs> I just sense that there is a baby now involved. Okay, did we not learn anything from the last year? Because we were too dramatic last time. And I think you've you've added some extra spice onto this one too. As you've, got to, you've, you've got to shoot for the stars. Yeah. Nice shooting. <laughs> nice shooting, Louis. But I am hoping that she has moved on or found someone new or just found peace being a single gal out mm, on the town. Yeah. Because that is really brutal. I always feel like if there is a guy or a girl that they tell you not to worry about, you should always worry about yeah, them. Yeah, there should be worry running through those veins. Yeah. I hope, like you said, there is a sense of calm in Claire's world right now because she was really going through it mm. a few months ago. So Eilish, please read us the update. Let's see if there's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hi, everybody has a secret. I was a little nervous about the episode coming out, but it was surprisingly helpful and validating. And also it was a pretty good laugh at times. Oh, good. There you go, Annabelle. <laughs> <laughs> Breathe the sigh of relief. <laughs> Don't hate me. <laughs> to answer the host's questions from the episode, yes, Stephen and Ella are still together. Okay. And were together when he told me it was the wrong decision. People tell me they don't seem happy as a couple and I won't go into details about why. I do acknowledge that maybe they're just telling me this to make me feel better, but I'm genuinely at the point where I don't care. Whether they're happy or miserable, my life remains the same. Okay, a teeny tiny part of me maybe still hopes they're miserable forever, but I know <laughs> that will fade with time. She's honestly so real for that. Yeah. <laughs> She's a petty bitch and so am I. Yeah. <laughs> I think that when I first shared this with you, I was so stuck on what could have been that it was hard to see anything else. I felt like seven years of my life had been wasted, so I hoped that it could all be undone so that I didn't feel like that was the case. I felt like an idiot, but with time and space, boy, do I see all the red flags now. I truly feel like Ella has done me a huge favour. That being said, the naive dreamer in me still believes we could have been really happy together if we took a step back and acknowledged that we hadn't been putting any effort into spending quality time together or addressing issues and attempting to fix those things. But he's the one that will have to live with that regret. Mm. I know I'll be okay. Good. <laughs> this is the update I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I also think he was very scared of doing all those big adult things like marriage, kids and a house that Maybe. I <laughs> <laughs> that I was so ready to do, which probably contributed to how this all happened. I have now accepted that I can be grateful for the fun, loving, adventurous years we did have together, but also accept that I deserve better and I will have better. 
There are so many amazing things I got to experience, so much growing I did as a young adult, and so many incredible people I've met who I still get to call my friends, a lot of which might not have happened without him. Those years of my life weren't a waste after all. It took me about eight months, but I finally caught up with Joel, and it was very cathartic. He's well and truly living his best life. He's moved into a new place and is now dating someone else. He genuinely seems the happiest I've ever seen him in years. Neither of us have had any further contact with Steve and Ella. I also got a job in London and will be moving there next month, which is super exciting. Like every other Australian having a quarter life crisis. Just like Mitch. Maybe they can Claire get together. Claire and Mitch. Oh my God. Claire and Mitch. <laughs> Come on guys, make it happen. <laughs> Working and moving overseas is something I would have never dreamt of if I'd stayed with Steve. And now I get to have this crazy adventure ahead of me. And lastly, the dating scene. What a shit show. I had my fun and dated a few people and I'm glad I had those experiences, but it really only made me realize how happy I am to be single at this point in my life. I know I'll find my penguin when the time is right. That's so sweet. Can we just give some claps for Claire? And also can we say Claire and Mitch? Claire and Mitch. Wouldn't that be amazing? Everybody has a secrets first matchmaking couple. Let's pivot the show to become like the new Bachelor. (laughs) Yeah. Like have you respawned from a shit show? So has this person. Yeah. You should date. (laughs) I don't know why I'm like kind of crying. (laughs) It was a beautiful. It was. Best case scenario response, Mm -hmm. right? Claire has moved on from what would have been an incredibly difficult scenario. We're talking long-term partner moves in with the girl that she told you not to worry about Mm. only a few weeks later and to completely have your life just swept from under your feet. But now she's found some peace in her independence and being single and finding happiness in spaces she didn't think that she could find happiness. I think it's so beautiful. It is. I feel like she really addressed in her life all the questions or like the little nuggets of advice we gave her in that episode. Like she did try and date around and it did make her realise that she was very comfortable and confident in her own space too. This is like the ultimate eat, pray, love update. Like she's just <laughs> like, this guy fucked me over and now I'm living. Now I'm she's, going to London, I'm going babe. to London, babe. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, actually, Claire, don't date Mitch. I think <laughs> Louis like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think you just do your own thing. You don't need our advice anymore. You have done everything that I'd hoped for. Can I just say Claire signs off her email by saying, there is so much more I would love to share, but I can't do that without the story being identifiable. It's all been absolutely wild. Oh, is this the bit where she says people tell me they don't seem happy as a couple and I won't get into details about why? I think it might be. Okay, okay, hear me out. (laughs) Claire, 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 come to the studio, sit down, pour the absolute tea. We'll just put it behind a paywall, babe. (laughs) A subscription service. Watch the people pay. I reckon people will pay for this story. We'll be rolling in it. Claire will give you a 5% cut. Claire, this is it. Together, we will be thriving. 
Claire, thank you so much for that update. We are so happy for you. Thank you so much for sending in that update. I feel at peace now. Yeah, what a beautiful, resolute ending. Well done, Claire. Guys, something's telling me that the final secret is going to be different from the other two in that I think this is going to be the dramatic update we've been hoping for. Not hoping, sorry. (laughs) I hope these people are happy. But to mix things up, I'm hoping this is a little... Maybe a baby? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a small baby. (laughs) Guys, the final secret we are revisiting is the one that still keeps me up at night. No! It's the one called The Jealousy, the final secret from season three. The way I'm actually panicked now. Yeah, this one was fucked up. It might be the caffeine just hitting my system. (laughs) Or or I'm stressed. I think you're stressed. This secret came from Sarah. Back in 2021, I rented an apartment and was letting my friend Sammy live with me rent-free as she was having a hard time. We had a lot in common as we were both pursuing careers as actors. I noticed that Sammy really struggled with the rejection that comes with being an actor. For example, if I ever landed a role that she auditioned for, she would ignore me for a few days and then act like nothing at all happened. Sorry, I've just remembered which one this is. (laughs) This is probably the most fucked up one that I've ever, ever. listened to. Yeah. And for context, listeners, Louis is kind of welling up right now. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just shocked because I remember. Okay. Let's be honest. We've listened to some fucked up secrets. Some, like, Absolutely. Really fucked up shit. This is the one I think I'm, I saw, saw it on TikTok and then I listened to the episode. I audibly gasped the yeah. entire way through. That's crazy. So it's just like elicited some like panicked response. <laughs> Sorry, Eilish. It's Okay. <laughs> It was around this time that we both auditioned for a role in a new Netflix show. We both got through to the final callbacks and then I heard nothing. Sammy mentioned nothing either, so I assumed neither of us got the role. She picked up some extra shifts at her job, but she told me she was still worried about money, so I still allowed her to live in my apartment rent-free. Ten months later, acting was not necessarily working out like I had hoped, so I went to Europe and let go of the dream. Halfway through my trip, I got a call from my sister. She asked me why I did not tell her Sammy was in a new Netflix show. I was floored. I had absolutely no idea Sammy was in the show. Something did not sit right with me. I decided to scroll through my past call logs and found a call from the casting agency I did not remember taking, as I had accidentally left my phone at home that day. So I called the agency and spoke to a representative to ask what the call was regarding all those months ago. It turned out that they had actually offered me the role and that I had declined the job. Apparently, my profile was also removed from the agency as they were told I no longer wanted to be an actor. After that, I did some more investigating and found out that all my headshots and showreels had been deleted from my cloud and all my saved folders – All my work was gone. I suspected Sammy had something to do with this. I tried to call her, but she didn't answer any of my calls. When I got home from Europe, she had moved out of the apartment without leaving a trace. A week ago, I got a message from an unknown number, spoiler, it was her, asking to go and get coffee. Part of me really wants to meet up with her and just ask her why she lied about so many things. But another part of me just wants to politely decline and never talk to her again. So I remember in the episode, Gemma and I really flip-flopped on that last bit. Should she catch up with Sammy or should she just set that friendship free? So after umming and eyeing about it, we were like, should she meet Sammy for the plot and see what she has to say? Gemma and I decided it was not 
worth it. It's too emotionally draining. And for what? Sammy will likely just try and manipulate her way out of being blamed. And it's not the closure that like anyone would want in that situation. Predictions for this update. Do we want drama or do we want peace for Sarah? Yes. Well, ultimately we want peace for Sarah. I need Sarah. Hi. I needed you then and I need I need you now <laughs> to catch up with Sammy for coffee, yeah. for the plot. We need answers. So I would have immediately told her to go and grab that motherfucking coffee and, <laughs> and, and make Sammy pay for it. Yeah. I hope for Sarah that she either went to get coffee with Sammy or she didn't, but she's currently thriving, just got a gig on this like new movie. Like she's Margot Robbie, she's like Barbie now. <laughs> yeah, like I, I need this underdog story to come to fruition mm. where Sarah has obviously been extremely hard done by, but she says, right, I'm going to catch up with you for coffee, Sammy. I'm going to get your answers, even though you're trying to like make up some excuses or trying to get out of the scenario, doesn't matter. And then she'll leave the coffee and be like, right. I'm making a new show reel. I'm doing some more self tapes and I'm working my way up from the bottom. Honestly, here's to hoping. Eilish, it's time for the update. Okay. So I didn't end up meeting my friend for coffee. Sorry, Louis. <laughs> Just wait. I pretty much said to her that I was still uncomfortable about the entire situation and that I would reach out when I was ready. Sammy wasn't super happy with this idea, but thankfully she respected my wishes. Or so I thought. A few weeks later, I turned up to work and she was just standing there talking to my boss. I was shocked. <sighs> She's trying to sabotage. My boss said I could have the day off because my friend was here to take me to lunch. And as she is now semi-famous, she got her wish. I tried to talk to my boss, but she told me to go have lunch as it is not every day a famous person comes to take you to lunch. <laughs> Slay. <laughs> I had not told my boss about how we knew each other. Reluctantly, I decided to go to lunch and talk with her as I just wanted answers. I am not going to tell you the whole conversation, but here is a brief overview. My friend pretty much said this. You had gotten your dream and I just wanted it. I was in shock and simply responded with, no, I didn't get my dream. You took it away from me before I could get to it and now you have stopped me from doing it. I simply left the conversation at that and walked away because if I had sat there any longer, I know I would have said something that I'd regret. I have now decided I just have to try and move on, move on from this old friendship and move on from my dream job. It has been really hard to let go of my dream as it had been all I could think about doing my entire life. However, I think it would be better to let go. Yes, it makes me sad, but I do not want to keep trying if people are roadblocking me before I even show them my potential. Even if you do not read this second email, I really do appreciate you responding to my first one, as it feels as though I have someone who is willing to listen to my side of the story. Everyone else either doesn't have time or thinks I'm silly. Thank you for creating this platform where we can discuss so many different things. You are so welcome. You are so welcome. I have so many thoughts right now. Firstly, I'm a little sad that she's given up on her dream. I'm gutted. And I get why. She says this was a roadblock that stopped me from getting my dream job. And it is a huge roadblock. I want her to fight back. <laughs> I mm. want her to get, like, this makes me feel like Sammy's won. But she hasn't because Sarah is saying she feels really comfortable with her decision. And she seems like she's come to a place where she 
understands why that needs to happen. It just makes me a little bit sad. I agree. I was listening to that feeling a bit upset because if you've landed that one role, what's to say that you'll never get another one? Yeah, like clearly you've got it. Like clearly you've got that X factor or whatever they look for in in their talent. Like I just feel like she was so close and this person who was supposed to be a friend betrayed her in like immeasurable ways And this has clearly had a negative effect on Sarah's, I guess, self-confidence or something. The other thing that made me sad was when Sammy was like, you got your dream and I just wanted it. They were both struggling at the time. That Mm. made no sense Mm. to me. Sammy purposefully took something from Sarah that Sarah really wanted because she hadn't gotten her dream yet and this was her next big shot. I want Sammy... Just stop it. (laughs) Somebody call the police. Like, somebody (laughs) stop her. Yeah, that was a bit wild to take Sarah out of her job and then say, you've got your dream. What dream does Sarah have right now? Yeah, She gave up on her dream because of you. Exactly. It's wild. And look, call me naive, call me a cliche, but I've always been a firm believer that you never need to tear anyone down in order to build yourself up Mm -hmm. or to achieve your own success. There's a seat at the table for everyone. I'm a firm believer of that. Always have been, always will be. It's just wild to me to hear scenarios like this where people are actively trying to tear each other down. That's why I feel really, really sad for Sarah. And as we said, if you've landed this role, which was yours at the beginning, in this incredible Netflix show... Surely if that is like sign enough that you should continue your dreams because you have it. People are wanting to book you. Mm. And yes, there may have been a roadblock, but does that need to be the final hurdle? No, mm. you're young. You have yeah. a huge life ahead of you. What are you going to do? Live life in regret for the rest of your life? Yeah. No. And this roadblock is no longer in your life. Like she's saying, Sammy is not a part of the picture anymore. She's not a good friend, so she's out. Not to poo-poo your decision, Sarah, because it seems like you have come to the firm decision that you want to let this dream job go. And that is totally fair if there are other factors at play here, like maybe it was just getting to a point where you felt tired trying and trying and trying. Maybe it's hard that the money's not coming through regularly and that sense of instability is really taking its toll. I get all of that. But if you need any kind of encouragement to keep going with your dream job, let this be it. I really do implore you to keep trying. Go, I just Sarah, feel like you can do it, Sarah. Mm. Please, for us. For us. But again, it's your call, gal. <laughs> it's your call. Those were three very different updates, all totally unexpected, which is wild for me to think that I wasn't expecting that because I have been sitting with all of these secrets for so long, for months now, and I've been thinking, what happened next? What happened next? And I was not anticipating any of that. Eilish, thank you for bringing them to us. Thank you, Eilish. We love you. We love (laughs) you. Guys, that brings us to the end of this bonus episode of Everybody Has a Secret. Louis, thank you for bringing the vibes to this episode as always. Thank you for having me. Annabelle, you are an icon. You are the people's queen and we all love you so much. So thank you for having me on. Oh, no, thank you. Thank 
you, Eilish, and thank you to Michelle Andrews and Zara McDonald, who executive produced this show. The show is also audio produced by me, your host, Annabelle Lee. We will be back, you guys, for season four in October. If you have a secret you're itching to spill and want it featured on the show next season, feel free to email your secret to us at hotline at shamelessmediaco.com. Everything we read will, of course, be kept completely anonymous. As for socials, you can find us on Instagram at everybodyhasasecretpod and on TikTok at everybodyhasasecret. We really appreciate you guys supporting the show. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Love you. Love you. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hi guys, Shameless Media's video producer Charlotte here. I'm abruptly popping up at the end of this episode to tell you about a new series I've been working on called The Tastemakers. It lives on the Shameless Book Club feed and the series explores the inspiration and motivation of Australia's most trusted tastemakers. Hosted by the wonderful Gemma Diamond and spanning across six episodes, we'll hear about everything from beauty to lifestyle and food. One of my favourite episodes to film was with Maggie Zhao. She's such a bookworm and she offered up some really interesting in-depth insights that I really loved. It's so good to see Gemma and Maggie sit down and talk about books and they just had such a fantastic chemistry on the day that when we were shooting, I just knew that this was a good episode. Oh my God. So do you know how we talk about social media and it's like, yeah, like an overnight success, like this person, you know, overnight literally gained a million followers, right? So think of that and now think of the opposite (laughs) of that. (laughs) And that is me. Tastemakers is made for anybody who is looking for a slice of inspiration from influential women who are ready to offer up their expertise. Search for The Shameless Book Club in your favourite podcast app now, have a listen and make sure to click follow so you don't miss your next favourite episode.